Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Oh, hi. If you like this show, will you leave a review for it wherever you listen to podcasts? You don't even have to write anything. Just some stars will do. It's one of the most effective ways to spread the word about us and one of the most meaningful ways to show your support for what we do. We are so grateful. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. Share your thoughts on this episode or anything really. Leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. Or and, and or, join or our and, Geneva. Yeah. yeah. Join our Geneva. Why not? Join our Geneva. Do all of these things. A thing I encountered recently that I thought was a sort of like useful framing, mm-hmm. you know, those like little useful like catchphrases, yeah. oh, yeah. whatever, is OMJV. Oh, Mm. As in junior varsity. Yes. Not to be confused with joint venture. Not to be confused with joint venture. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you. Sarah Peterson has a substack called In Pursuit of Clean Countertops, which is a great name in mm-hmm. general. And she says, to be JV is to embrace one's mediocrity while also being clear about what one can offer. It's deliberately opting out of what you suck at slash dislike and opting into what you're good at slash enjoy. The JV lifestyle is all about ease, about comfort, about shortcuts, about doing the bare minimum and still reaping the maximum amount of joy. It's about being good, but not great, about doing well, but not the best. It's about giving less shits about details and more shits about critical factors like, oh, people. Because ultimately, striving depletes those of us wired as JV players. It robs us of peace, well-being, and connection. It's a very useful thing to think about. As soon as you introduced me to it, I was like, oh, yes, I'm aware of several things that fall into that category. For me, I really like this idea of like intentional mediocrity. Yes. And embracing that Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. certain things. And it relates to that idea of drop the ball. Who wrote that? Tiffany Tiffany Dufu. Yeah. 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 yeah, It's just it's a it's a great book and a great framework for thinking about how to get everything done or not get everything done. Exactly. And in a way that plagues more more women, I would say. Another one of our favorite go-to catchphrases of the last year or so is I'm not on that committee, which mm-hmm. is like just fully bowing out. Yep. Like it, mm-hmm. like I'm I'm showing myself the door on yep. this one. Yep. It's more of just like I'm not giving it my all. Yes. Yeah. The morning of the day that you introduced me to this, I was staring at this indoor tree that I have had for so long that has always been so sad and I refuse to get rid of it because it's always half alive. And I was just like, I'm just never going to be good at indoor plants and that's fine. I'm just never going to be You're someone. a JV gardener. I'm a JV gardener, indoor and outdoor plants. And 
I just it it's not something that really thrills me. And so I'm fine with having some sad plants in my life. I'm also a JV gardener. Thomas, but is, you really are. Well, I live with you, a varsity gardener is the thing. Well, but you care a lot about your indoor plants. Yeah. But like, how does that care show itself? I talk to them. I name them. But do I take care of them? No, not really. OK. Yeah. OK. Yeah. 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 They just anyway, that's a JV thing for me. I'm totally fine with it because it, it it hits both of what she says. Both. I am both not that good at it and it doesn't bring me that much joy. What are other things that you are JV about? Sports, yeah. both participating in and spectating, even yeah. even running, which I'm quite dedicated to. I'm not striving to be good at it. I'm just no. striving to do it consistently. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't need to be good at it, though. Baking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I will make mm-hmm. muffins for my kid. And that's about it. I do like your approach to baking. I liked watching you and Cam make muffins <laughs> Because together. I was like, sure, we'll put that in it. <laughs> yeah. It was a bit like, um, it didn't feel so far removed from like playing with Play-Doh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, felt, it feels like a little bit like. <laughs> because I make muffins that like, it, where it's like, there's like four general ingredient categories. It's like, you need a sweetener and that's usually overripe banana. You need some sort of a fiber thing. So that's usually oats. And then you want to put shredded carrots, apples, and then we put some eggs and be my guest. Yeah. Cinnamon, sure. <laughs> Ground up almonds, fine. Totally. And then my other one, it might be I'm not on that committee, to be honest. I, I'm, I don't even know if I made the team at all. But if I did make the team. Did you go out for the team? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I went to preseason and then I quit. Imaginative play. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I would feel the same about yeah. you if imaginative play were asking for my time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What yeah, are yeah. your JV sports? In addition to the plants mm-hmm. thing, photography mm. of just like trying to take a nice. I've just given up on trying to take a nice picture. I'm, because I feel like for a while it was there was just so much pressure around it. <laughs> right. Like as a culture yeah. to take a nice picture. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, I just don't do I, that's that. Not I don't thing. care. Yeah. Skiing. Yes. Again, something you do quite a lot of. Something. And I like enjoy it also mm-hmm. to a point. And yeah. but like I'm not trying to like get really good at it. I'm not forcing myself to do like the hard things. This is not a thing of like constant improvement. Yeah. It is just not that for me. Yep. And then this one. And, you know, I think that there's a question of whether this is like a hobby or a thing that you can be JB about. <laughs> But loading the dishwasher. It's really funny. I think for a lot of people, it is a sport, loading the dishwasher. Yeah. Or a skill or a hobby, depending on how you look at it. I have no interest in improving. Yeah. I have no interest in seeking guidance. I I don't. I'm certain there is a right way and I don't care what it is. Yep. My goal is just going to be put them in there and then get them out. That's right. That's the best goal. Yeah. Yeah. Should we bring our guest on? Let's do it. We are so excited to have Samita Mukhopadhyay on the podcast today. Welcome, Samita. Samita is a writer and editor who covers feminism, politics, culture, fashion, existential dating dilemmas, incredibly critical category, and racial justice, also a critical category. She is the editorial director of The Meteor, the former executive editor of Teen Vogue, co-editor of the best-selling anthology Nasty Women, Feminism, Resistance, and the Revolution in Trump's America, and the author of Outdated, Why Dating is Ruining Your Love Life. Can I also ask, are you the future author of something that we're able to talk about? Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us about Yeah, it? yeah. It's a book called The Myth of Making It, mm. and it's a memoir about my career, but also kind of a reported memoir looking at women in the workplace. Oh, my gosh. I'm very excited. I feel like people have a very clear sense of why we love Samita and why we've been following her work for a long time. You know what I mean? When is the book coming out? June 18th. Cool. That's soon. Yeah. Yeah. Last time we talked to you, it didn't have a date. Oh, my God. I can't wait to read it. I know. It is soon. It felt like forever for so long. And now I'm like, that's tomorrow. Yeah, it is tomorrow. (laughs) You have a really good radio voice, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) you do. Yeah, totally. Can you tell us a little bit about The Meteor? Yeah. So it is the brainchild of Cindy Levy, who Mm -hmm. is the former editor-in-chief of Glamour. 
and a long, long time editor, long time editor. Editor. and people legendary love editor. Editor. absolutely, yes, yeah. absolutely. And she, we actually never overlapped at Condé, but okay. we had like always heard of each other, and I had looked up to her for so long. But she got together with a group of her most feminist friends in Gloria Steinem's apartment, and they were like, "We need." Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that the Sex in the City that episode where they all got together in Glorious Times apartment? I feel like it was based off of. I mean, like, whatever this. It's was. so funny because I wasn't at the Meteor founding meeting, yeah. but so many people messaged me after that, and they were like, "I think this is like your life. Like somebody like stole this <laughs> from your journal and like Amazing. put it in the episode, which is perfect because I think they actually have a bunch of feminist writers. They did. It was and just like that, not Sex in the City. That's right. It's, you know, X formerly known as Twitter, and just like that, formerly known as Sex in the City. Right. There's this plotline i can't even remember the like what the objective was but they all get together they all get together in gloria steinem's apartment all these older feminists basically and sarah jessica parker oh my god why can't i talk carrie, carrie is is present for some reason yeah well they ask her for money right she's because right. now she's you know a podcast host sitting on right um, and it's this fortune <laughs> right and it's the the vogue editor-in-chief who has invited her the um candace yes. oh, no the candace bergen character yeah yes. yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like now that i've done a terrible job in anna but i don't think so yeah. like but doesn't no, read it like, so it doesn't read like yeah, an anna yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. yeah anyway <laughs> okay so this is the legendary founding story of yes, the meteor yes. okay. so they you know do a series of kind of different types of feminist media from podcasts to a newsletter to events, which you two got to speak at, one, mm -hmm. which we, we had the honor of having you both. Yeah. So it was good. truly one of the most impressive, well-executed, well-done version of that type of event. Oh, it was a conference you. and it with incredible speakers and just very well done. Yeah. And I just, the audience was so engaged. <gasps> yeah, yes, exactly. Really exactly. Well they yeah. loved you guys. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're running the show over there now. Well, I'm the editorial. <laughs> <laughs> It's not You're that crazy. The show. Yeah. You're the show. yeah. <laughs> I'm the editorial the director. Show. So. The content yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. What do you exactly. like the most about this? I love the events. Yeah. I do. I think that I've done so much on-page editorial work mm. for so many years, writing, editing, editorial directing, but mm -hmm. to actually see it come to life in a different way is such a different type of brain power. Yes. Um, that's interesting. Where you're kind of trying to create these experiences and you want to set people up to be their best self and share their work in the best way. Yeah. And so yeah. I've really enjoyed getting involved in that. Part That's of cool. kind of editorial work. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about the like yeah. way that that translates and the like different, yeah, the different opportunities that creates for you to think about it. Yeah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery. Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. You might know me from Sirius XM Radio. I mean, I was there for like 12 years after all. But then Howard Stern allegedly got jealous of me, so I had to leave. I was actually able to pull myself up by the bootstraps and start my own podcast, Taste of Taylor, which is now officially with Dear Media. I'm so excited to say that. Ha! So I promise you in this podcast, you're going to either learn about something, you're going to be inspired by someone that's like always coming from a perspective of like humor, then this is the place for you. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Did you bring any thingies for us? Oh, I brought a bunch of thingies. Oh my God. Great. (laughs) Okay. These are some things that I'm obsessed with right now. Perfect. Please tell us. Ranavat hair oil. (gasps) No, tell us everything. It's like this South Asian woman who's a chemist and she's designed hair care and skin products like specifically for South Asian skin and hair. Yeah. And she has this hair oil and it's just, I don't know, it smells amazing. And I've been having all this frizz and it's (laughs) solved my frizz issue and made my hair soft. So I'm obsessed with it. This is my other favorite thing. So I... Found love this year. Oh my God. We love love. Congratulations. You and yours. And thank you. And you're wearing his Super Bowl ring. And he gave me his high school class ring. Stop. It was kind of as a joke. There's nothing better. This is so good. And because not everybody can see it, it, it's like a class ring meets a Super Bowl ring. It's big. It's so good. Isn't it good? I love it. What's the stone in it? It looks like a garnet, but I don't know what it is. Yes, please. Oh my God. Wait, how did this happen? Tell us. Like, well, he was kind of just showing it to me, and oh I God. it matches Obsessed. my favorite Gucci purse, like in the world. Like, it's this like, is so how, like how does the story keep getting better? Yeah. <laughs> so wow, it was it's like this, you know, rest in peace, his legacy, not the person, but yeah. Alessandro yeah. Mikael. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, you know, at the height of his yeah. kind of time at Gucci, he had those bags with the patchwork, and I have yeah. one that has like gold grommets and a silver chain, and it's like my favorite bag ever. Like, yeah. it's like the perfect, like, set, like, sweet, but like punk and whatever my friends are always like that's you in a purse yes (laughs) like my absolute favorite purse and this matched it perfectly so I like put it on as a joke and I was like oh I actually really like this so good (laughs) I think it's the sweetest thing yeah and so then he was like you can have it (laughs) so my friends are getting such a kick out of it they're like you know that means even my mom she was like you know that means something it sure does I mean when a guy gives you his ring yeah (laughs) Yeah. I mean I think that pinned you he did. you. He did. Gosh, you guys are going steady for sure. We are going steady. <laughs> My high school class ring was a pinky ring. Oh, chic. Oh, um, that is chic. Wh- like, why did I decide at 18 that I yeah. needed? I was like, yeah, I'm, gonna do, I'm doing a yeah. pinky ring and yeah. I had an amethyst and Love. I still have it somewhere. I didn't um, get one. Yeah. I didn't either. <laughs> I don't know why I did. Yeah. Like, why did I? I love it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a great souvenir and now you can give it to Somebody. Yeah, a Cam, probably. <laughs> Cam will be so touched for my yeah. purple pinky ring. Yes. Yeah, he yeah. would love it. He would love it. I mean, you were ahead of your time. Also. Yeah, clearly. I was like, I want no memorabilia of this horrible right. time of high school. Like, I was like, no, thank you. 
that's the thing we have to teach our children. You're going to want to remember even the bad, bad yeah, parts. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's, no, true. it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, absolutely love this. Yeah, it's great. Wait, what are, okay, also, what are, just the high school ring aesthetic is so, it's a good aesthetic, you know? It's well, in, I mean, there's also a bit of a Taylor and Travis, like, I mean, nothing about them is actually high school, but mm -hmm. there's like something about their relationship that is 100%. We were on a group text today <laughs> debating if Joe Alwyn or Travis Kelsey was more attractive. And somebody said that, as a point against Travis Kelsey that they reminded him. It was of me. Two, I, was I, like, I couldn't remember if it was you or Lauren like, who said it. He reminds me too much of like way too many guys I went to high school with who find attractive. And yeah. Lauren said exactly. And I was like, that's actually like what does it for me, I think. I think that somehow that's like part of it for me where I'm like, you were like the most charismatic jock. I mean, we I, we should have been so lucky to have had a charismatic jock like that in <laughs> yeah. our high school. I mean, yeah. hundred percent. I like, it's funny because my boyfriend was a football guy uh -huh, in high school uh -huh. and I was like the captain of the debate team in high yeah, school totally, like I was totally. not hanging out with football this players this is a romance or, novel yeah, this and is so, a romance novel <laughs> I love it and so it has been and I've like similar to Taylor you know our yeah. lives are not that different I have never <laughs> I've like only dated these like artsy guys yeah, yeah. that you know media guy, like whatever yeah. that might be so I've never kind of dated someone who has played sports in high school or was popular or would have a class ring to give a girl like any of that and so it has been kind of like it's not like reliving it's like healing some of the it's trauma healing, yeah, for yeah. Sure. high school of like feeling rejected by the popular kids I think which it has, is like, doing the same for Taylor yeah. I think in this way your life is actually a lot like Taylor's because I think it is I agree. yeah no I think you guys are experiencing are living parallel lives right and now. like he is obsessed with her she's yeah. the biggest star in the world yeah. or one of them arguably don't cancel me arguably one yeah. of the biggest stars in the world and she has had these boyfriends that mm -hmm. aren't always on the red carpet with her they aren't always kind of who trying to who aren't Swifties yeah yeah and he is a Swiftie exactly he wants yeah. to celebrate her he's so proud yeah. of her and she deserves that. Yeah, we all do. I understand that maybe you haven't dated a popular jock before. To talk about Taylor for just one more minute here. Yes, at oh, some please. point we can do it. I know you. You're like as if you would stop me. Um, <laughs> at some point, Thomas was cooking dinner a couple weeks ago, and I was giving him like a recap of that old like Wal the Wall the now old Wall Street Journal Travis article, Kelsey Travis profile. Kelsey profile. Mm -hmm giving him the high points because he Thomas is just like not on social media. He doesn't see the same Internet. It's like entirely different. So I have to give him a full report of things that are happening on like our Internet. And as he's like chopping onions, he was like, do you think that Taylor's ever dated a Swifty before? Is this the first one? And I was like, wow, that is like really that's really what it is. Yeah. Jake I, Gyllenhaal was not a Swifty. Oh, no. I mean, John I mean, Mayer was not a Swifty. Anybody who I think I have not been attracted to any of her boyfriends except for Harry Styles. I mean, I think Travis Kelsey's maybe the first true Swifty. I think the other ones probably just appreciated her talent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I love this ring. It looks so good on you. <laughs> Thank you. What else you got? All right. So I have these glasses cleaners, lens wipes <gasps> that I've become obsessed with, which is what I've brought for you guys. <laughs> there is nothing more satisfying than cleaning literally, glasses. Your literally. Glasses. Is, yes. What are they? How did you find them? They're, I found them on Amazon and they're yeah. totally like, they look like they're from the 80s, like the packaging. Okay. And they're called Care Touch. And I have now started buying them in like boxes of 200. And I mean, they're probably not great for the environment. No. <laughs> we all get to have a few exceptions. And yes. if the glasses cleaners are your exception, it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Because um, if it's not the glasses cleaner, it's like daily contact lenses. And that's also terrible for the no, environment. No, exactly. So, right. right. Exactly. You can't win as someone with you get uh, a hall subpar pass. eyesight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And then there's something going on with glasses lately that I just feel like they get smudged really easily. I don't know if I it's my makeup or if so it's like too. new types of glass. I think or... as a culture, we're all moisturizing a lot more than we used mm. to. And I think that that's part of it. 
That's funny. I think I we're was, smudging. I was literally like <laughs> my entire train ride here. I was trying to get foundation off my glasses. Yeah, I was just like, how did it happening. even get on here? We're um, lotioning and potioning in our glasses. That's true. Are feeling the effect. But that's why we look young. That's why we look young. <laughs> we look young. And we, we, and we can't, we can't see, see each other's faces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The Wait, so what are they called again? Um, care, care touch. touch. Care touch. Okay. Care I, touch. I mean, an incredible name. Yeah. I know. What makes them so good? They're just like the perfect balance of alcohol, but like mm-hmm. not too wet. And they just, I don't, they're like magic wipes. And it's like a single serving wipe. It's like it comes in a little wipe. wipe. Yeah. I so love... you can like throw them in all your bags. Honestly, and... we should all have these in our bags. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I love it. Great. And then I started leaving them for like different people to use. Like it's like the perfect thing to give people yes. or when people need them. They're Who like, oh, I need it? a lens wipe. And you have one. Who yes. Could not use oh, that. Yeah. And yes. it's like good for your phone surface too, which is like germy. Let's be real. This is a great thingy. Remember when <laughs> Apple tried to tell us we could just never clean our phones? <laughs> yeah. Where they were just like, no, no, you can't touch. Nothing can touch this. I don't and then, remember. That never that messaging never reached me. Oh, I feel like it was like you can't clean any of your screens or it has to be like with the special screen cleaner or whatever, you have to whatever. Make a genius bar appointment. And then exactly. And then like at the beginning of the pandemic, they were just like, just clean your phones. Just clean them. Like, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there were those people who were selling the like box that you would put your phone in that would shoot it with lasers that would clean it. That's yeah. right. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. A those rare disinfecting scam I never yeah. fell prey yeah. to. Yeah. 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 My mom got us those boxes the Christmas before <laughs> the pandemic. And obviously, my brothers and I both just like got rid of that being like, <laughs> what am I in my at that point, 500 square foot apartment? Where am I keeping the box to disinfect my phone? And then obviously they weren't quite high demand six months. Later. <laughs> yeah, you could have flipped that thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were. People bought wanted them. I mean, that's such a great mom gift, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like your phone is giving you germs. It is truly a filthy. I mean, it's disgusting. People, but that's one of those things you just have to accept and live with, and be like, I've lived this long with a filthy phone. Yeah, I will continue. Well, you know, I do this. Doesn't you don't you don't think that does the trick? Just rub it against your pants, like yeah, it's like our phones caused COVID. Has anyone looked into that? We don't know. We don't actually know. Exactly. All right. What else? My new favorite candy right now is Jolly Rancher Chews. Just <gasps> try these. No. Is no. It, can I ask you to start from a place of what is the difference between it and a Starburst? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So it's like a Starburst, but with Jolly Rancher flavors. Oh, okay. which are better so like and stronger. Intense. Yeah, like better. Yeah. More intense. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's more intense. They are so addictive. I like actually can't have them in the house. Is it firmer than a Starburst? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So almost like a... Um, yeah, texturally, yeah. what is it? Yeah, it's like... Like a... Like, well, Laffy Taffy is a taffy. It's not. Yeah, it's like. God, I used to love Laffy Taffy's. Now and later's. Now and later. That's what I was Now and later or like a high chew. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not as, not even as soft as a high chew. Yeah. 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 Somewhere between. High chew is the, of the chew candies. Obviously. I mean, that's where the bar is. (laughs) That's where the bar is. High chew is my favorite because like no matter who you're hanging out with, if you offer someone a high chew, they always say yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's the (laughs) most exciting treat to find in your purse. 100%. What flavor high chew? So I love strawberry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm a mango. Me too. Yeah. Me too. You're Me a mango? Too. Yeah. Okay. I also I do that. like yeah. the mango, but yeah. yeah. Also because mango candy in the US is just a rare yeah, like find. So that yeah. feels special. Jolly Rancher Chew, what flavors? So strawberry is my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Again. I love Does it, it. come I in a variety strawberry. pack or can you buy a single? It's a flavor? variety pack. Okay. Okay. So from what I've seen, and it's very hard to find in most stores. Okay. Like I can only find it in this one grocery store in Brooklyn okay. so okay. far. I like the strawberries, but the green apple is really good too. Mm, and re- reminiscent of it's that flavor. It's it like is. such a good puckery. It yeah. is. That is Jolly Ranchers, I would say, tentpole flavor. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do think that one of Starburst's greatest moves as a brand was acknowledging that everybody just likes the red and pink ones the most. And then so now they, they just sell you those in the Favorites pack. Because well, the giant, because the Starburst yellow, I mean, that is just who shit. That? Like, who yeah. wants like, that? Who yeah. is eating that? Yeah. Who is eating no, that? Like, really suspicious of the person that's like, you know what's my favorite? Starburst. <laughs> this is a person who has, who, yeah, we're just not aligned. We're like, just we're, like, not aligned. Not 100%. So that's my hope for you and for. Chewy Jolly Ranchers that they evolve to the point where they're I can get the favorites. Get, get, yeah. get your favorite or just get the the singular the green apple. Yes, you know Agreed. I do like these companies also just exploring new like form factors with yeah. the same flavors of yeah. like those little those dumb little nerd. I knew you were gonna say the nerd gummies. Clusters. The nerd I gummies. Knew. Which by the way, in the previous episode where I talked about the decorate your own cupcake, nerds clusters were one of the cupcake toppings. That's insane. But of like, course it I, is. Do, I do. I, the nerds rope was an innovation, a yeah. weird one. I don't know that we needed it. But then the fact that they chopped that thing up into <laughs> clusters, I'm like, yes, like this. Yes. One of the problem with nerds is that they're these little tiny bitty things that are just getting everywhere. This the flavor is, is so good. The flavor is so good. The crunch mm -hmm. is so good. So sad. You have always been an adult as far as I can tell from like the time you were a toddler. But the, your taste in candy is consistently so juvenile. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, what That's is true. more youthful than a not only nerds, but like nerds attached to a gummy. Um, <laughs> is Claire, that what they are? The, that's they're, yeah, they're like a little, yeah. they have a little like sticky thing in the inside yeah. that holds all the nerds together yeah. and it's great. Yeah. I mean, it's perfect. It does sound good. Yes. Um, Claire, this will really like sell mm -hmm. this for you. Mm -hmm. My mom used to make me go shopping with her and like give her feedback in the fitting room. I would mm -hmm. be allowed to like pick out a candy and I can oh, consistently remember getting the nerds box with the strawberry and the grape yeah. on like each side and sitting in a fitting room. Just Oh, yeah. Eating nerds and being like, that doesn't fit. Try yeah. that. Yeah. Like, get, yeah. I'll go out and get you another size at like age seven, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> that was the vibe. Yeah. Nerds unsettle me. I just, <laughs> I do. It's too much. And the fact that you like drink them basically. I mean, I, that, that I did forget yeah. about, I did forget about the There's like a, immediate yeah. shot value yeah. of it. Like, you're just yeah. like sugar right in there. Yeah. That's why I actually prefer the nerds clusters or the rope. Like, that is kind of appealing <clears throat> to me. But the, they're much Taking more a shot, yeah, of yeah. nerds is weird. But I was thinking the same thing about the Jolly Ranchers because the packaging is not sexy. Like it's like you yeah. would think, like the chews are like hard to open. It's like such a weird wax paper cover. And are, what like, are yeah. they? A, a, a square? Or They're cube? like a rectangle. Okay, so like yeah. the original yeah. Jolly Rancher. Yeah. Okay. Like a chewy rectangle. Okay, into that. I need into to try that. these. Are you're like a fruity candy person in general? I'm not. I'm oh, a chocolate person. Oh, me too. But okay. I'm dating someone who's a child, so they always have candy oh, in the house. Oh yeah, that happens. And yeah. I am exploring all these new candies that I've never had before, and mm. it's now this joke because I like literally come to their house and finish it all, yeah. and then I will like buy him more and then yeah. eat that too. And yeah. it's just. But it's you're a, like, no, but I'm restocking. No, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so nice of me. Yeah. Have you been to Bonbon? No. Sweet, oh my God, you got to go oh. or take the kid. It's an American, but it's like Swedish inspired. I think the founders are Swedish candy shop. There's one yeah. in Williamsburg and one on Lower East Side. So good. Oh. Very, very good Swedish candy. And it's candy. all different kinds of candy. Yeah, it's a pick and mix. Ooh, that does sound It's good. very fun. But you know, I'm a chocolate girl through and through. Okay. So this is a new exploration <laughs> for me. All this a new hobby. Candy. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> hobby. I'm Love just like it. Snickers, Milky Way, Twix. Yeah. Like give me all mm -hmm. the Mar the Super Mars collection. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I have this poem, but I don't have the actual poem because I just posted it by Hala Ailan, who is this Palestinian psychologist and poet mm. who performed at Meet the Moment. And she read this like beautiful, stunning poem about 
her connection to her homeland. And it was just like one of those moments where you're like, oh, my God, this is like it takes you out of yes. like, we're all so like in the weeds and social media is just not the most fun place in the world right now. You don't say. Yeah. Even yeah. saying that feels like <laughs> something I shouldn't say. <laughs> no, but, no, 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 no. Yeah. You can say but that. You it's know what outrageous. I mean? Like, yeah, no. Yeah. Like it's like yeah. we're in this like worm <clears throat> brain time where yes. like. You can't even just have a normal conversation without it it's, descending into chaos. Yeah, it's without stunning everything how, feeling like a live wire. It's yes. stunning how poorly yeah. suited for the moment social media is. Yeah, yeah. And just also, you know, I think that we have started to rely so much on influencers for yeah. information that we actually need to be getting from journalistic sources. Yes. And that's something I, as a journalist I'm really struggling with because obviously like I got my start in feminist blogging. Like yeah. I want people to feel that they can express themselves to the extent yeah. that they want to express themselves with all of that passion. You respect um, like opinion writing and like essay writing. Yeah. And, yeah but. Uh, exactly. But, you know, a lot of what is distributed often is not fact checked. It's not rigorous, mm -hmm. you know, and it moves hearts and minds, but it also is an opportunity for a lot of disinformation to flow in ways that I think can be very dangerous and can, I think, leads to some of the feeling of like everything is a live wire and I can't say, mm -hmm. you know, this thing that maybe like we may actually agree, but I'm like trying to say something yes. a little bit more nuanced or, you know, let's have a, you know, don't assume that if I say this one thing, I mean all of these things like that's, that's not, I think the hardest part of yeah. what's happening right now is this assumption that if you say one thing, you mean other things and a complete inability for people to hold multiple ideas in that way. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's like dualism. It's just yeah. this. Like, yeah. Just this like everything is black or white. We just are, have like really trained ourselves to see everything as like a two side. No. We're in a worm brain, like worms yeah. for brain time right now. And it's yeah, like I, you know, I think that similar to the, the Trump moment, I do think that many of the ways that social media has developed has kind of encouraged, you know, like you are literally rewarded yes. for saying something salacious that gets a lot of likes, that gets a lot of shares. And despite, I think, many efforts right now to kind of try and counter that with fact checking, a lot of that stuff ends up backfiring too, right? Because then it reads as like censorship or, you know, all of these kind of things that are happening because of our efforts to now try to control it. But the cat's kind of out of the bag. And like yes. right. now we really yes. are in a moment where like I don't think people can really even hear each other. And, yes. you know, and maybe that's not what this moment needs to be. But like it, it's hard as someone who's like worked in media for such a long time to be like, OK, like it's a problem when newsrooms and journalists feel like they can't actually say what they think is fully fair and true. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. that is a problem. Yeah. And yeah, that's, yeah. you know, that is that is. Anyway, this is a long way of saying that's why I'm like really looking to the arts right now for pushing us out of a yes. little bit of that kind of like, you know, contentious feeling of just like anything I say is not good enough or right or is ever going to be right, you know, to like, how about we like push ourselves to express ourselves in ways that don't feel so like I'm directing this at you. Right, <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. I think yeah, that's and really like yeah. captures human experiences. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. What else do I have? Okay, Meg the Stallion's body. <laughs> You're the Let's first go. person to bring a body to thingies, <laughs> and I absolutely applaud it. I was like, what are the things I'm just totally obsessed with? I just feel like she God. is, you know, I mean, first of all, you know, she came out of this. Uh, what is that loser's name that Sean? Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Tony, what is his name? 
what we're all blanking because we don't like him. That's how you know, irrelevant it's a, he is. It's important to not remember his <laughs> name. True. I think it's true. It's actually killing me. I read so much about this trial. Oh, God. What is, what is his name? Tory Lanez. Tory Thank Lanes, you. Not Tony. Tory Lanez. Yeah. Whose music I actually liked like seven years ago. Yeah. And, you know, I just feel like she's giving revenge body yes. in the yeah. most severe way. She always looks amazing. Yes. Like every dress. I'm just like, oh, my God. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Just yes. like, yeah. you know, but she's also like she looks beautiful without makeup, with mm-hmm. makeup. I just think she's the hottest bitch out right now. She is. (laughs) And just a very compelling character, period. No one should have to go through what she went through with that trial. But watching the way that all unfolded, I was just like, wow, what what a force this person is. I think that's what. Thank you. Thank you for bringing a body to thingies. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Really important. A body, yaddy, yaddy. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. Um, The other thing is, can we hear a little bit more about this book? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what to expect. (laughs) (laughs) I'm at the end part where I'm just like, who wrote this book? Right. like, yeah, what yeah, is yeah, in yeah, here yeah, yeah. even? Is this yeah. my experience? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who could say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so uh, the book is, you know, it is a polemic. It's kind of, you know, the subhead is a workplace reckoning. So it really is about my own career starting as like this indie blogger who then ended up the number two at Teen Vogue and a job interview with Anna Wintour <laughs> and kind of what I learned in my ascent and kind of ending up in this position of power without feeling like I had a lot of power. Uh-huh, and. Uh-huh being told that I was living the dream, but like being kind of miserable in all of that. And it's a bit of an exploration about kind of where is this kind of ambition that women are expected to be held to? Where is it ultimately leading us? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, in a lot of ways, I think, and as young people are kind of showing us, like they don't like one of the things I find so fascinating about working with so many younger people is they're kind of just like, yeah, you did that. But like, I'm trying to do something different. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not trying to be burned out like you are. I'm not trying to be stressed right. out. You know, by the time I get to my 40s, it's like you worked hard and you still can't buy a house. So like, what are we, you know, right, right, like, right. well, maybe we yeah. shouldn't live in New York, but still like <laughs> yeah, those might be separate problems. But right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so yeah. I think that, you know, I try to kind of really look at like where and how we still kind of need women's ambition. And I really mm. look at um, the kind of girl boss cancellations and how, yeah. you know, people it's like obviously you want to hold problematic leaders accountable. Yeah, of course. But the way that people kind of chomped at the bit to tear women down mm-hmm. in this way that kind of became a cautionary tale for younger women to be like, see what happens if you get yeah. too ambitious, get too big for your britches and you're going to get canceled. Yeah. And so, you know, that's not great either. If right, we're going to no. say that like lean in didn't work and girl bosses are bad, then what is good like yeah, about yeah, women's yeah, yeah. ambition? Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of what the book is this about. This is such I an important this. question. <laughs> I'm dying to know the answer. <laughs> I don't know if I answer it, but I do explore I'm dying it. to know an answer. <laughs> Um, do you follow Kim France at all? So <laughs> Kim France was the follow the the former editor in chief of Lucky and sure. she, and, yeah. and created Lucky and created Lucky. Yeah. So she had been working on a memoir about her experiences, and she eventually eventually just tabled it and was like, I I don't think I have it in me to like put this book out. But she has released essays that would have been hypothetically part of this memoir that talk about what it was like to be the editor in chief of this Condé magazine, to be living the quote dream, to be like. So depressed to like chronic migraines, chronic so migraines, unhappy. like going through yeah. like a really bad divorce, mm-hmm. like what just like all of these things, you know, that we're outward signaling is like this is someone who's made it, whatever mm-hmm. that means, and just that she was at the lowest point in her life. Yeah, she has a book about this. She, she has, has essays. Substacks, oh, yeah, exactly about it. oh, great. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, yeah. You should, it's, they're they're that. really good. Yeah, There's, oh. they're really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds, and yeah. she, yeah, she left Conde in 2010. Wow. Yeah, she was early to the like leaving the girl boss. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The exodus. Yeah. Yeah. The exodus. Yeah. yeah. Anything else we should talk about? 
Covered it. Um, <laughs> that's the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. This yeah, was lovely. This was awesome. Oh my I god, know. loved it. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially our wonderful producer, Olivia Mead. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. If you have ideas for the show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com. And if you love our show, you'll also want to join our Geneva. Lots of good chatter happening there. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.